Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis. Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen. We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. We're back. Episode seven, everybody. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing today? How are we feeling? Let's take a moment of space to honor where we're at at this moment in time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. How are you feeling, Alex? I'm feeling great. Carly and I went for a walk before we did the pod. It was wonderful. We're in two very different environments. So I was in my full winter coat and Carly is out in sunny Florida. So I actually felt warmer because I could see palm trees. <laughs> That's nice. I really enjoyed our walk so much. It was a great habit to have this morning and something that I really want to continue to do, whether we talk on the phone together or if it's by myself, it just felt so nice to get out and stretch my legs and breathe in the fresh air. And I'm glad that you're able to feel that through the phone (laughs) I was it was so grounding I love walking Mm, I agree yeah and I saw a lot of cool trees and plants I saw an orange tree I saw some birds that I'd never seen before and that was really fun part about getting out and just being curious and aware of my surroundings that's one of my favorite things about going for walks is bringing that curiosity about nature with you you know I have like I love science I have this app on my phone that identifies plants for me and sometimes on a walk I'll stop every two minutes to take a picture of a plant because I want to know what it is now I kind of know what they all are but it's so much fun what is the app called The app is called Picture This, and it's free. There's like an option to pay for it, but you don't have to. Nice. Thanks for sharing. I definitely want to download that so I can learn about the plants that are around me and learn their names. Yeah, it's one of my favorite apps. We did a FaceTime, so I saw all the stuff from Carly's walk, and I got to share things with Carly from my walk, like a frozen lake and Carly got to show me pictures of palm trees decorated with uh, Christmas decorations. Yeah it was kind of funny to 
share your environment and my environment and compare them. Yeah, I loved it. Very fun. I get to show Carly my favorite Christmas decoration this year. Last year, my favorite Christmas decoration was Hot Cocoa Party. Shout out to Hot Cocoa Party. (laughs) It's just a gingerbread man who is in a cup of hot cocoa and he rises up out of the cocoa and then goes back in. And it was so fun. It was in our neighborhood last year. This year, I sadly have not seen Hot Cocoa Party, but there is a new favorite Christmas decoration and that's saxophone snowman. It's a snowman who is dancing and playing the saxophone and it's truly amazing. I love it. I loved it too. I'm so glad you were able to share that with me. My favorite Christmas decoration that I saw on our walk was the deflated Buddy the Elf who was just lying on the grass with his mouth open and I thought it was so funny which brings us to the holidays that are approaching us and are around us at this time and reflecting on what the holidays might mean to people and I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies this past week, trying to get into that Christmas spirit. This is my first Christmas being away from my family. And that's been challenging because I have traditions that I've been doing with my family for my whole life. And now I'm in this new environment. There's not snow around. It's warm. It's very funny feeling so I've been trying to bring my own new traditions here with my little family and just trying to bring in what does Christmas mean to me and that's something that I've been reflecting on through watching Christmas movies is especially that Christmas is really this feeling and what does that feeling mean to you. I recently watched the movie I Believe in Santa Claus on Netflix, which was about an adult who believed in Santa Claus and believed still believed in the magic of Christmas. And all of the people around him thought it was so silly. They hated Christmas. He was starting to date this woman woman who hated Christmas and she thought that they had this perfect relationship until Christmas came around and she didn't understand his joy in Christmas and what I learned from that was the feeling that Christmas brings to people and that can really be lost through different life experiences you know especially I relate to it because this year I'm not going to be with my family and what Christmas was to me and my family for so long was as an adult being all together enjoying like a seven course meal of just sitting at a big table together having different chatter and connection and this time to just be together and now I'm not going to be there so how can I still have this connection with my family and start a new tradition away from them and still have that Christmas spirit so that's what I'm kind of going through but of course the holidays mean so much different people and sometimes holidays can be really overwhelming they can bring a lot of joy Christmas is actually one of the first memories 
well, not one of the first memories, but one of the first times I really identified my anxiety as a child. I used to be so excited about Christmas, but I felt so anxious for Santa to come as a child. And I would wait in my room. I would wake up so early on Christmas and it brought a lot of anxiety because I was excited. It was like an excited anxiety, but as an adult, I can really identify that now. What has Christmas been like for you, Alex? What does Christmas mean to you? Yeah, I'm kind of feeling like this year is a little weird with Christmas. I'm not feeling the spirit as much as I usually have in the past. Also this year, I've noticed I used to think that the Christmas season lasted forever and it made me kind of like resentful towards Christmas because I was like, you know, people are like, let Thanksgiving happen first and Halloween. And, but now I'm just realizing how short it is and something that I've noticed about Christmas lately and like have been so grateful for is how communities come together during Christmas. Like everybody decorates their house even though they don't have to they do it and like if somebody's decorating their house like they're not going to see it that much but all the people driving by are going to see it there's this um community near me and they decorate their whole neighborhood and they put like all the houses in the neighborhood decorate their lawn with the same theme and they have a station that you tune your radio to and you just drive around and look at the Christmas decorations and I think that's so beautiful and just like all of the creativity that goes into decorating and uh, it, with Halloween too I think it's so cool that people do that for their community but for some reason I think it's just like the the different nature of Christmas but yeah this year I've just really reflected on my gratitude for community during Christmas time with all of the lights and how people don't have to do that it's something they choose to do and I just think that's so beautiful It makes me so happy to drive around and look at all the lights. I've also like, when you find that you're autistic, you reflect on your childhood a lot. And reflecting on my childhood, I never believed in Santa. Maybe like for a minute, I believed in Santa. But ever since I was a little kid, like it just did not make sense to me. So I did not believe in it. And like, I didn't like outwardly be like, I don't believe in Santa. Like I played along with it because it was fun. But when people were like, your presents are from Santa. And I was like, there's no way that Santa gave me a toy that I can buy at Toys R Us. Like my parents bought that for me. And, but you know, like played along, I would still write letters to Santa. But I just did not understand the whole concept of Santa and like how people, like when I found out people like actually thought Santa was real, I was like, wow like even like nowadays I still ask people I'm like did you actually think Santa was real (laughs) and then they're like yes I'm just like wow like I really did not think that and like I'd love to connect with my brother to see if he believed in Santa I wonder Mm, it is an interesting thing to think about and also made me just think about how I also believed in the Easter bunny and I had these friends growing up that had this party that the theme was fairies and they made me believe in fairies for a long time. And it just made me think of like different mystical creatures that hold such significance, but 
even though, and I guess like Santa Claus, he's not this real person, but the spirit that comes with Santa in Christmas, that's something that I'm really learning about even now is what Christmas is all about. And what that is, is just holding love and, and being your best self for people and, and putting aside your work and being generous to people by gifting them presents and being together. And I love how you talked about community and how people don't have to put up lights, but choose to because it brings joy to other people. And I think that is really so special about the holiday and something I needed a reminder of because holidays for me haven't been the best the other thing as an adult that I've been reflecting on for Christmas to bring up like the community and people doing stuff for us personally my experience my mom and dad would decorate the house and like put all this extra effort in and it was something that for so long I just took for granted but like you know like your parents do all this stuff for you for Christmas and you take it for granted you don't thank them like make the front yard look so cute with lights and decorations and when you're a kid like your parents are kind of doing that for you to make your experience special and so something I've realized as an adult is that and so just feeling grateful for the people in my life who try to make my everyday experience more special just noticing the decorations and going home and telling my parents like how cool their front yard looks you know it's just that's fun yeah that kind of reminded me too of I always loved helping to decorate the tree as I grew up because we would look at all the different ornaments and think of what the memory was that held like that the ornament held and how each ornament holds a specific feeling of giving that to my parents or whatever the memory was and it's just so special and as I get older my mom will give us gifts and always says oh it's nothing big but guys my mom sent me sauce and meatballs in the mail and I live in Florida right now and I got sauce and meatballs homemade in the mail and she doesn't think that's a big deal but that is such a big deal to have that comfort of home during this time that I'm feeling a little bit homesick and missing my family and their hugs and like a meal can just bring that sense of reminder of love and how important that was and how special that was to get that in the mail is so sweet and it really makes me enjoy this holiday and this this feeling that we can share with each other I know it's so beautiful I'm sure your mom's meatballs are so amazing they are I can't wait (laughs) to eat them (laughs) but you know the holidays can bring up so much gratitude but they can also bring up some hard feelings kind of like what you were saying Carly and they might not be a joyful time for everybody and we just wanted to recognize that especially you know, and you're going to be seeing lots of people in your family or maybe, you know, your chosen family or whoever you're seeing on Christmas, that can be overwhelming. And even though you're hopefully surrounded by people who care for you and love you, it can be hard 
if you're autistic, because it can be very overstimulating, you might not be seen or understood in the way that you want to be. You might feel like you need to people please, which is extremely draining. And so for the episode we did after Thanksgiving, we talked about how to recover from post-holiday burnout. But here we just wanted to provide kind of like a reflection on preparing yourself for the holidays and when you're in the day that it's okay to take space for yourself so that you don't get burned out. What are some things you found helpful for that in the past, Carly? Especially with Thanksgiving, that was some of our first exposure of being able to reflect on how that holiday made us feel. And now we're sharing the lessons that we learned that hopefully we can take into this holiday and how Thanksgiving was really a bit overwhelming and what we could have done differently in order to prevent that burnout. For me, for this holiday, I am going to be spending time with my small little family that I have here in Florida and starting a new tradition. So I'm not going to be extending myself as far as I did on Thanksgiving. And that is by choice. We were invited over to commune with our friends. However, I wanted to really start a new tradition here with my little family. And I chose to do that because of how the burnout really affected me. And I want to be able to take space this holiday to prevent that burnout. But if I were to be in the community, I would be more aware of taking space. Being with people is really important, but I need to disconnect when I'm overstimulated so I can then come back and be present in the moment. So maybe that might look like taking a walk or maybe going to the bathroom and just taking a couple minutes to breathe or going to another room. And I am going to be going to a holiday get together within the community here that I live in, which I'm not going to know anyone. So I shouldn't feel too overwhelmed because I won't have to socialize too much, but I have been trying to extend myself a little bit and become more personable and know people around me because I think it's really important to build that in-person connection with people. But for me, I still find it to be important to have that connection and then step away and take a moment to myself. I think that is really important to do, especially like you brought up people pleasing. I can be a huge people pleaser and it's something I'm trying to break out of, especially if it's someone that I don't know. I want to have that mask on to be presenting as normal and I am trying to break out of that 
And so that space for me to reflect is really important in order to do that. How about you? Yeah, just to go off of what you were saying with people pleasing, I feel like part of my mask or part of masking for me is people pleasing. Just making sure everybody around me is accepting of me. I've been working on my people pleasing since I found out that I'm autistic and trying to, you know, every day taking steps to stop people pleasing just because it's such a huge thing that I do and it's really draining. So I feel like if you have people pleasing tendencies, self-reflection has been super helpful for me, journaling, connecting with myself and what I value and just kicking those people-pleasing habits a little bit every single day. People-pleasing is hard because I wanted to be liked by everybody. I didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable with the things I said or the way I look. But now I understand that that's impossible. If people don't like you, but you're embodying your truest self and your intentions are good and pure and centered on, you know, helping other people. And, you know, you're not saying or doing things to hurt people. I think it's good that people disagree with you and, you know, maybe they don't like you, but that's more so a reflection of themselves than it is a reflection of you you know again as long as you're not doing or saying things to hurt people if you're doing that then people won't like you and that's for a bad reason I used to be like afraid to disagree with people because then I would think that they wouldn't like me but it's good to disagree with people because you're embodying your own morals and your own values and that's a good thing so during the holidays especially with the way the world is now it's very heated both environmentally and politically but I think it's really important to be firm in your likes your dislikes and just know that it's okay that you're different from people that's a good thing definitely and I think by showing up as your truest and most authentic self it gives other people that freedom to also show up as their truest and authentic self and finding connection outside of politics or your own thoughts is more important finding what connects you two together because we all are connected in some way we're all humans having a human experience and so what is that like for you and for your neighbor and for your family what does that look like and how can you find connection rather than finding disconnect and disconnecting yourselves from each other I think this is a time to really reflect on that and 
to have conversations and if things are brought up that you don't agree with how can you protect your own space and energy to not not be impacted by someone else's thoughts or perspective because that is based on their own experiences and maybe you don't agree with that or can't relate to them but having the awareness that that's okay and you still can love them for their own perspective because they might not understand it today but maybe giving them the space to have their own reflection is important and just being aware of how it impacts you and maybe as we mentioned taking a break if you need to in that time and and not participating in the conversation might be the most beneficial thing that you can do at that time yeah absolutely I like how you mentioned taking space I'm grateful because we celebrate Christmas at my parents' house, my house, and I know where I can take space in my house because I've lived there my whole life. But I think what's really helpful is to have a plan of where you can take space to be alone. Maybe you're able to advocate for it and ask whoever's hosting if there's a quiet room you can go to. If not, taking time outside, standing by a tree. Trees are wonderful. They're so great for recentering and grounding. I'm just feeling called to share this meditation with you right now. Maybe it'll help somebody during their holiday gathering or just in general a meditation I absolutely love, it's so quick, nobody can tell what you're doing, is you kind of hold hands with a tree. You just walk up to a tree, you hold the leaf or if it, you know, the pine needles or whatever it it is, you take deep breaths and trees give us what we need. Trees produce oxygen, which we take in. And then we produce carbon dioxide, which trees and plants need to survive. So it's this beautiful symbiosis, this working together, and you're each giving something the other needs. And also trees are so deeply rooted into the ground. You can just picture any uncomfortable energy you're sending it to the tree and the tree is just sending it into the earth to be transformed into something good and I love that little meditation using your breath so yeah you can take space outside maybe you'll go do that meditation or if you drove there maybe asking the person you came with or maybe you drove asking them if you can hang on to the keys and then you can go to the car and just sit in there, maybe listen to some music for a moment. If you're in a big holiday gathering, if you're gone for a short time, people probably won't notice because there's so much going on. So that's nice. You can just kind of slip out unnoticed. And if you're in a smaller gathering, you can just be like, I'm going outside for a minute to get some fresh air. But yeah, just having that plan, I think, is very helpful. Thank you for sharing those methods. I think those are very helpful methods that I hope 
somebody could use. <laughs> I love how you brought up the idea of having a plan. For me, holidays have always been a time to catch up with relatives and people generally ask about things that you are already familiar with, like how are you doing? How is your year been? How is your job going? And so those are typically conversations that might be easier to have and maybe having some familiarity of what you're going to say might be helpful. I know that might not sound like the most authentic thing, but just preparing yourself for those not so deep conversations and maybe preparing some questions that you could ask in return to maybe form a deeper connection. I actually sent over a game to my family this past week because we held a Christmas party that we have every year at my parents' house and I wasn't able to go because it's in another state. And I still wanted to feel connected to everybody that was there. I wanted to send my love. And so I sent over this game that was a little bit silly, but what I had everybody do was hold hands and have a moment of awareness and reflection of where they were and how beautiful of a gift it was that they could all be together when not everybody could be there. And then I had them all roll a dice and answer questions that the intention was to form a deeper connection. I asked questions like, what were you most grateful for this year? What brought you joy this year? What was one of your most favorite memories that you had this year? How did you help somebody this year? And it was just something that I wanted to send so everybody could have time to reflect, but then also celebrate each other. So after everybody answered the question, they had to clap for each other or, or uh, just send each other the love. I wanted them to really embrace one another. And I know that it sounded like it was like a little bit silly, but my family loves games. They love to connect. They love to dance. So of course there were some dancing options on there and they all seemed to really love it. And they even FaceTimed me, which was really special because then I was able to connect with them during that game too. So even though I wasn't there, I was able to be present with them. And that was the gift. That is so beautiful. I love that idea. That's really sweet. I'm so glad you were able to share that experience with your family. That's so creative and special. I'm glad that you had that experience to connect with your fam. Yeah, it was so nice. The fact that I was able to join them was really nice and special, but also allowed me to not have to experience being at the Christmas party because my Christmas parties go hard we party for my parents said that it lasted until like 2 or 2 30 in the morning and they started at like 12 in the afternoon so I'm glad that I could still give my energy and be there and be present but also be in Florida where I can protect my energy <laughs> I have partied with the Cena before and they really know how to do it. So much fun. I like how you brought up having activities during like holiday gatherings as well. My family, we like to play this uh, game called Ticket to Ride. 
I don't know if you played it last year, but it's trains and you make railways around the country. And so I think this year, maybe we'll play that game as we're having a smaller gathering. And I think that would be fun, but yeah, having activities is nice, you know, secret Santa or like gift swap is cool. I feel like those activities are centering for the gathering or just gath all gathering around yummy food. Yeah, definitely. It offers that time to really connect and be with one another. And there's always a lot of laughter and a lot of fun, but then there can be a lot of energy exchange in that. And you can use a lot of your energy because you're so in the moment of being, you know, connected and laughing and it might, you might need to then take a step back and take a break and that's okay. Absolutely. So holiday gatherings, they're like definitely important to ground yourself before going maybe doing a meditation. You could do that tree meditation that I gave. That's an awesome one. Even like right before you walk in the door, just grab onto a tree real quick or just breathe before you go in. If you're driving somewhere, listening to a song or music that's very grounding for you, taking those deep breaths while you're there, knowing that it's okay to show up as your authentic self and if you're uncomfortable doing that knowing that that's also okay you know not everybody's able to show up as their authentic self around their family unfortunately so just making sure to protect whatever energy you want to bring to that gathering having that safe space to go to, to unmask. Maybe you have a person at your gathering who's very grounding for you and just checking in with them, maybe asking them for support if they're somebody who does accept you. Maybe they're able to pull you away from any conversations you don't wanna be part of. You can kind of come up with a plan with them before and maybe having some activities to do during the gathering. All helpful things for grounding ourselves and hopefully decreasing the amount of burnout we feel from being overstimulated by holiday gatherings. Anything to add, Carly? Mm, and I guess just once again, thinking of it as a practice that it's not all going to be perfect. You might analyze the event afterwards and think to yourself, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that, but it's okay. Just giving yourself the grace that you need to realize that everything's going to happen the way that it's going to happen. And you might analyze the situation or maybe something that you said, but you're going to be more overly critical than what someone else said, says. No one's going to think about the things that you say in a negative way or how you show up. It's all just going to unfold and you might learn how you want to show up better the next time, like how Thanksgiving has given us this chance to reflect and recognize when we need to take space and 
what we're really doing here is sharing the lessons that we're learning from our practice of showing up and taking our masks off and what we're learning along the way of being our truest, most authentic, autistic selves. Woohoo! So that's our pod for today. We've been loving everybody's comments and messages we've been receiving on our socials. We've been getting so many emails for people to come on to our podcast. And we are so excited. We're in the process of getting that organized and thank everybody for their patience with communicating for us. Sometimes it might take us a few days to get back to you, but we are so grateful for you. And we're trying to figure out a system where we can have a better uh, response time because we appreciate and value you all. So some exciting things coming up and keep your eyes out for an announcement about a journaling activity we'll be doing in January. We'll be rolling that out very soon. And we're so excited to provide a space where we can all connect. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being here. We feel so seen by you all. And we're so grateful to have such a loving and supportive community where we can have the ability to show up as ourselves and share what we've learned and build together. Good luck during your holiday season. I hope it is filled with lots of love. We look forward to being in the pod with you again soon. The best way to spread holiday cheer is singing loud for all to hear. We wish you happy holidays and hope they are merry and bright and magical just like you happy holidays happy holidays happy holidays to you but um bum <laughs>